0: Ephesians five <clears throat> maybe as you came in you got a handout that'll be helpful if not grab the app hardenbellychurch.com slash, it's about 30, 35 of you use it quite a bit if you don't like social media and those kind of things make sure if you grab that if you grab that you can see all that it's all in one place you just click on the tab and you can kind of see it it aggregates it for you It's really nice you can share things you can you can do that and then you can hit the button and and uh, if you want to give electronically that that works out but a lot of neat things uh that are uh, that are there that are there. rest of the month we'll stay in here young folks and so you're you're hanging out here giving the junior church workers a break for the rest rest of the month so we want to we want to talk about being a difference so you've been changed to be a difference would you honor the lord one more time honor his word we just stand one more time if you're willing and able verse seven be not therefore be not you therefore partakers with him verse eight for you were sometimes darkness underline highlight that But now are you light in the Lord, walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, proving, validating what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. There's a disobedient verse in the first 15, is disobedient command in the first 15 verses is that one. Verse 12, for it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Again, you could not convince the E! Entertainment Channel, TMZ, or any of the other folks that that is true. Verse 13. But all things are approved, that are approved, are made manifest. They're unveiled by the light. For whatever does make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, and he quotes Isaiah 60, verse 1, paraphrase, Awake thou that sleepest. He's talking to believers. And arise from the dead, and Jesus, excuse me, Christ, shall give thee light. There is available for you... If you will simply respond to it. So I want to help us. Change to make a difference. You've been changed to make a difference. We'll go as far as we can this morning and go from there. Father, speak to hearts. Help me. Help me to communicate clearly, enunciate well. I pray, uh, I pray Father, that uh, you administer. Lord, these are such crucial truths. And we need them. And I pray you do that right now. Speak to us, help us, use us. Father, I pray that you'd anoint the service. Lord, I, I would not just be a facilitator. I wouldn't rev everybody up to charge out of here and forget everything by tomorrow morning. But you, the great preacher, would change our lives. So I pray you do that. Help us, I ask, in these moments. God, would you get honor and glory? For I pray it in your Son's wonderful name. And amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Let's see, children of the 60s and 70s. I need to find out who you are. Children of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. All right. All right. Children of the 80s and 90s. All right. And the rest of you? Yeah. Anybody else in here? All right. All right. How many of you? All right. I could have said 40s and 50s because you're the ones taking the children of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. How many of you grew up and your parents' idea of a vacation was sort of educational? You're gonna go learn something somewhere. You're gonna to go to a national park, you're gonna go here, you're gonna to go to museums. Anybody grow up and your parents would sprinkle in education, education on a vacation? Me? Is that it? Okay, two, three, four. How many of you you're just too ashamed to admit it, all right? Too ashamed to admit. It. Okay, now you younger ones, how many of you a vacation was beach, mountains, Disney World, amusement park? How many of you? Anyway. Man, kicking and screaming when we dragged my parents to an amusement park. We went in an amusement park one time. My folks didn't like it. We left. We spent all that money for 20 minutes. And uh, it was a source of contention to my father until he passed away. Uh, that My mother said, no, nah, this doesn't look good. And, uh, and and we walked out. So if you ask me about a particular amusement park, I can tell you what the first 34 feet looked like. And and that was about, that was about it. That was a day or two ago. My parents were the educational people. I've been to museums. I've been to graveyards. <laughs> I, I've uh, I've done the. I've seen the cherry blossoms in Washington D.C. and stood on the steps and looked up at Abe Lincoln, and all. And I hear people talking about cruises and all these kind of things. I'm going, what kind of parents did you have that didn't make you go learn something? And uh, and so and so some of you're going, please quit talking to my parents. I want to go somewhere fun. And, and we were there. I remember in particular. My folks thought a good idea for the vacation was to go to a cave. I'm even here, like we're so sorry, preacher, and uh, and we were in southern, I think it's, it's, it's Virginia. I don't remember southern or not. And my folks decided, hey, it'd be great to go to LaRay Caverns. Laree Caverns. Anybody in here been to LaRay Caverns? All right. So it is, it is a hole in the ground that they've run electricity to. There's stalactites and stalagmites. And there are people that are paid to take other folks underground and talk about stalactites and stalagmites. And this was a miner here and a miner there. <coughs> and, uh, and if you're 12, 13, this is nowhere near your idea of fun. Nod your head if you're still following the preacher. I want to be anywhere else. I want to be playing putt-putt. I want to do anything. I want to be back at the hotel where they got a miss Pac-Man machine in the lobby and i can play a game give me some quarters ma don't make me go to the cave and we're in there i don't remember a whole lot from that other than probably got some whoopings for complaining too much and uh and some uh, discipline some of you going i can't believe that believe it and uh, not that not that i got whoopings believe i complained a whole lot but uh you know it's there but i remember going to the cave and and we're in there and they kept walking us down and there's a weird thing in the cave it's humid and it's cool and so your body's evaporating (laughs) <laughs> and you're going down, and we get all the way down, and we're so far down, again, I've not only lost interest, but I'm a little unnerved, and all I can see is the stairs kind of winding the way back, and the guide says, I'd like for everyone to close their eyes. Now, I'm old enough at this point to know, stranger asks you to close your eyes, there's nothing good about to happen. <laughs> so we close our eyes anyway, and I, and he cuts this switch, and I hear, thunk, stunk, 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 as the series, the series of lights cut off he says you can open your eyes when we open our eyes i never forget it again i've forgotten a lot of things i never forget how disoriented i was and the guide said you are now in total darkness there's no natural light there's no there's no there's no artificial light down here we're so far below the earth's surface there's absolutely nothing that your eyes can focus with if you will give it a second you'll adjust and so we did, and we kind of stabilized. It was a pretty big group that's there. And I remember grabbing hold either my brother's hand, my mother's hand, my dad's hand, or a stranger. I was pretty nervous. And they said, "said you're experiencing what few people ever have outside of minors. They said, your eyes will adjust, but pretty soon, pretty soon, 20 minutes to an hour, you'll lose a sense of where you are. This is a problem with cave-ins and people that are trapped. They no longer have a sense of forward and back, uh, excuse me, of a uh, right and left, those kind of things. And it's dangerous, and that's why they run the ropes and they attach people to each other so if a case of a problem, they can pull on that and you get some safety. They lose their bearing. Said at 12 hours, you'll be completely disoriented. Said at 24 hours, you'll begin to lose vision. Vision, because, because the way your eyes are set up, you, you'll begin, you need some light in order to focus. You'll begin to have vision problems. Said, in the longer you're down here, you'll begin to go completely stark raving mad because you cannot find any balance or equilibrium. He said, now if everyone close your eyes again, and he cut the lights on and we opened them. it only been a few minutes. We opened them, man. And that light just burned and it stung. It's like, oh man, this was great. We should have come here first. And uh, forget Miss Pac-Man back at the hotel. This was all right. Let's do that again. And and we were there and we walked out and I've never forgotten that. What is it like to experience absolute positive darkness? It's, it's impressive. But in a world of candles and lighting and electricity, we've kind of forgotten that. only time we think much about darkness is when the power goes out for an extended period of time in our neighborhoods, and we're like, this is how the pioneers lived, I'm telling you all, right here. We had power for 23 minutes. This is going to be awful. We'll have to start setting the furniture on fire. You know, we're, we're foolish. We're foolish in how we are. Instead of the other and Paul uses that powerful comparison darkness and light And he helps us and I want to go just a little ways because I want to make one Hopefully help us with a few things. They're there go to verse 7. I want you to walk with me I'm, sorry guys, you're waiting on me to make sure the remote's working here <clears throat> Yeah Go to verse number seven and and let me help you you still you with me this morning verse 7 Be not therefore partakers with them for you are sometimes darkness you were sometimes darkness what he's walking us through here and again picking back up from last time is he reminding him, followers of christ there should be two things that should not be normal for you one of those is immoral words and the other is immoral works these should not be part of your character description Don't participate and I said I said I said having a problem having having a a sin catastrophe is different than a lifestyle It's different than the normality of your life. That's what he's saying here Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do those things Those words shouldn't come out of your mouth. That lifestyle should not be particular to you. Why? Because you're different Because you used to be darkness used to be darkness Back in verse 1, he says, be followers, be imitators, be mimics of Christ. What is he saying to us? He's reminding us again that we're to do that. I said last time, the reason you don't act a lot like Jesus because you don't spend a lot of time with Jesus. You act like people you spend time with. If you jump in his word, you'll notice that it's changing you. One of the things that's so amazing to me, five days without screens, five days without phones, five days without TV and Internet, five days in the word, and young people, man, they start going, hey, I'm getting closer to God. I'm getting closer to God. That isn't geography. That's opportunity. You and I have the same opportunity here. We can get as close to God as we want to be. And the closer we get to him, the more we'll act like him. If you believe that, say amen. We don't act like him because we don't spend a lot of time with him. So he says, you're different now. You're different. So let me give you a couple things here. Number one, Christ commands his followers to live differently. Do not be partakers with him. Do not join in what they're doing. Do not... Participate in what they're participating in. Do not participate, those previous verses in moral works and immoral words. But don't participate. If your Bibles are open, help follow with me here. You're in chapter five. <clears throat> chapter five. Go down. Go down if you would to verse 16. And it was verse 16. As soon as you get to verse 16, your phones, your tablets, your Bibles, nod at me, wink at me, throw something at somebody near you. Verse 16, you with me? I didn't put it on the screen. Go to verse 15. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Some of you can take that to work tomorrow. The Bible says don't act like a fool. How many of you think that'd be pretty good? How many of you want to put that on your cubicle? Before you ask me a question, see Ephesians 5, 15. Don't act like this. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the day's are real. You're to use time differently. Your relationship with time should be different because you're different. Time wasters, throwing it away. Forgetting about what's important in life. No, you're going to be buying up time. Your relationship with time in eternity should be different because you're different. Verse 17, don't be unwise understanding what the will of the Lord is. You should care about what God says you're to be doing. You're to care vocationally what God says you're to be doing. You are to be different in your interest. Because of your relationship to God, because of verse 7, because you're different, you've been delivered from darkness. You've been delivered from darkness. Again, I'm just teasing what's ahead. Verse 18, be not drunk with wine. Your relationship with alcohol is ought to be different. Believers shouldn't be known as drunks. Believers shouldn't be known as folks always got a glass in their hand. Things should be different. You're not to be under the influence, the control of alcohol. You are different now. Is there anything more ubiquitous than everybody staying half in the bag? Is there anything more frustrating to employers bringing in somebody, and, man, they're, they're stoned out of their gourd, and they can't even take an order at a fast food place. They can't, stay, they can't stay unstoned enough to even make it to work, and they got to overschedule. Our world is eat up with people who don't understand. Verse 18, verse 19, because you're different, you sing differently, your music's different, you care about different things. Sing, you make a melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, because you're different, you're grateful people, you give thanks. Verse 21, all the way down through chapter 6, your relationship to others are different. Husbands and wives, parents and children, fathers and mothers, employers, employees, everything is different because you're different. You're different. These are not suggestions, not suggestions. I've asked this before, let me, a different crowd. Anybody here grew up with a parent, grandparent, step-parent who didn't speak much but gave the look really well? Anybody here anybody here ever gotten the look? Anybody here ever accidentally gotten the look meant for somebody else? And you're like, is it me? Oh, it's the person over there. Oh, well, God bless you, buddy. I'm gonna step over here. I done felt bad. I don't even know the lady who was staring at me. And we're there. <coughs> This is not a suggestion. These are commands. You're to live differently. You live differently. So that's we what, say that's what the preacher wants me to do. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't matter what the preacher wants me to do in this sense. It matters what the Bible says. I and mean, we are to be differently. We're to be different as we're walking through these things. Why? Because you're different now. You're different now. Secondly, you're differently. We get to live differently because we are different. Because we are different. There's a Southern a gospel song. It's different now, since He saved me. Since He saved my soul, it's different now. By His blood, I have been made whole. It's different now. I try and sing a little post nasal drip. It might end up on YouTube accidentally. I don't want that kind of press. And we're different now. If you, I, I love, I love the way He frames this here. Because you were what? Because you were sometimes darkness. But now are you light in the Lord, walk as children of the light. Your Bible's open, go back to chapter 2 just for a second. Chapter 2, verse 1, for this cause, oops, for chapter 2, running. And you as he made alive, quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, in time past you walked according to the course of this world. The prince of the power of the air and spirit now works in us. The children of disobedience, among whom we all had our lifestyle in the time past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, were by nature the children of wrath. That used to be your spiritual CV, your pedigree. But you're different now. You're different. I can stop right now, and every follower of Christ in here, you can do a fist pump in the air and a big, I man. God has changed my life. He is changing my life. That used to be true of me. That's not true of me anymore. I can hardly stand it. I get so excited just thinking about it. I was reminded again. I was talking to my daughter about our daughter about something, and I reminded again how different my life is than the previous generations of Hollomans. How different things are. How much God has saved us and spared us from, and spared us out of. All because he changed our lives. And we get to live differently because of it. And so he got a little contrast. He's got darkness and light. I'll explore this a little more, Lord willing, next time. Let me remind you, darkness. Anybody besides me, you get stunned, a TV, internet, uh, YouTube, uh, Vimeo, Hulu, Netflix, I'm going to run out of things to say and say, all those things. You ever surprised that they make darkness look really appealing? You know, besides me, you catch that <coughs> movie, uh, you know, a TV show, you know, whatever you watch, and they make it look really appealing. And, and, then, and then the popular literature, the, the, the little books you buy, I used to call them airport books, you know, and they just, you know, I mean, the fair is the way to go. <clears throat> Somebody years ago told Andre and I, man, you need to watch The Preacher's Wife. And uh, we didn't know any better. And so we start watching The Preacher's Wife, and we figure out, hey, this guy's trying to get this woman to leave her husband. And uh, I reckon they thought, because they had the word preacher in it, we'd like it. <clears throat> I don't know how it ends, because I stopped watching it. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not rooting for anybody's marriage to bust up. Darkness is dark. It is awful. It's evil. It's terrible. And I'm not going to get used to cheering for it. And I'm not going to get used to applauding what God says to be condemned. Darkness. Darkness is the work of Satan. People that are in darkness right now, they are under the heavy delusion of the prince of the power of the air. John 8, 44. Excuse me. It is him, the father, excuse me, their father is the devil. Their father is the devil. I used to ask my students, I'd say, would you let a really good unsaved teenager babysit your children? And I'd have 33 students. Yeah. Yeah, I said, well, don't you know they're in darkness? Well, they're good. I said, well, don't you know they belong to the father of the devil? Yeah, they're good. I said, well, you don't, you don't have a problem with the person. you got a problem with the Bible. The Bible says, Bible says that those that are in darkness are capable of any kind of evil apart from the sanctifying influence of the Spirit, or excuse me, of the Scriptures and the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit. We, we give people more credit than they're due. This is the work of Satan. This is not only the work of Satan, but this world is the dominion of Satan. There's a third thing. Those people are under the penalty of God. He says it just a verse or two ago. This is where the children of wrath dwell. And this darkness breeds more darkness. Hell is called a place of eternal darkness. I've wrestled with this. I have a, I have a, I have a series of books that are called the fundamentals one of the things turn the century that that what liberals uh, last century rather were saying there's no such thing as hell by the way what they whispered now they shout and churches are really divided over over this idea of eternal punishment in, in the United States and in Europe and I have I found at a thrift store <coughs> I actually found a, a an old copy they were they were printed in paperback it was 12 of them at the time and I actually I actually have an old copy of what was called the fundamentals And one of the things in there, one of the things they go to town on, that there is justice and judgment for those who do not follow Christ. And God is either the judge and sin will be punished, or he is just some made-up concoction of a grandfather who's handing out nice things. And if that was true in 1890-whatever, I got news for you. In 2022, it is absolutely controversial. that there is a place of judgment awaiting those who do not follow Christ. You used to be darkness. You used to exist there. There is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is a place that defies almost description that's there. What kind of place is that? What kind of people are they? These are the people. He's going to give it by contrast here. He's going to say, goodness, righteousness, and truth for those who are children of the light. So we can apply and infer from the other verses there. These people have struggled with dark morals. Dark morals. <clears throat> we, uh, we bought a, we bought a, a, a what you gonna, dust the dark kind of light with a camera. Because people been people been uh, casing our neighborhood. Casing our neighborhood. Now, I got to think, man, if you wake me up at 3.30 in the morning for not a good reason, that would be a bad day for you. Man, the way I look, the four hairs I got on my head ill fitting clothes man i come out there in flip flops you just wish you hadn't come by that night you know i just what and what a, what an awful what an awful thing we got this we're putting up and and the neighbors there all got machine gun nests and all this it'll be bad if they go visit them and, and uh and so so, <clears throat> so we got all this kind of stuff why because because people don't have dark because people have messed up morals messed up morals the ends justify the means i'll steal from you i'll i'll do these kind of things Look at you and lie to you that's the way people in the dark in darkness act That is not to be the case with believers. By the way, that's what he's saying do not participate with him And if you're caught up and not telling the truth, you need to repent of that this morning If you're caught up in people not being able to trust that you're going to do the right thing You need to repent of that this morning. I am stunned by people who say well, god wants me to be happy Therefore I can do this No, god wants you to be holy when you're holy, you'll be happy. Somebody say amen to that my happiness should align with God's holy. They have dark morals, they have dark minds. They have dark minds. I used to be really surprised when people would say stuff and I'd go, man, where did they get different They get that because they're living in darkness. Living in darkness, they need the truth of God's word. <clears throat> people say this and say that. You know, folks, folks down south, you know, arguing so hard for young people to be to be taught sex education. K-5 in and, and first grade, you know, 10 years ago, those people were child molesters, and somehow they got a job with education in the education world. I don't, I don't know how. how, how That they, works because they got dark minds. They got dark minds. <coughs> how, how do people, uh, uh, what were you talking about, a recent movie that came out, and somebody was somebody was saying, man, don't go. I had planned to go anyway, but don't don't go to this movie, man. They got full of homosexuality, double entendres, and all these kind of things. Why would you do that market that to children? Because you got a dark mind. Because you've got a dark mind. Why would you put all kind of homosexual animation all over YouTube and then market it with cutesy graphics and lure young people in? Because you've got a dark mind. you got a dark mind. All because they have a dark master. <clears throat> See, preacher, you're being mean this morning. You look at the text, tell me where I'm wrong. They have a dark master. He is the prince of the power of the air. He is not in control, but he has control over quite a few. Jesus is in control. And I'm convinced people don't know that that's what's going on. I don't know some I don't know, I don't know your lost neighbor, your lost coworker got and say, man, I get to serve Satan today. I don't think it ever crossed their mind. I think lots and lots of folks just think I'm a little better than somebody else, and they don't understand what's going on here. They're dark master, dark morals, and, and have dark minds. Dark minds. I can illustrate that. A whole long way. There's darkness and then there's light. There's light. He uses three words there. Goodness and righteousness and truth. Goodness and righteousness in truth. See, Jesus is the light. The Bible says his word is a light to our feet, and a, light, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Psalm 119, 105. Jesus is referred, referred by Isaiah as a light to the nations. John 1, 9, he's the true light which enlightens every man. John 8, 12, he is the light of the world. So what does it mean if we are followers of his? And this is where we'll pause this, evening, we'll pause this morning. We'll pick this back up. He says, goodness and righteousness and truth. Goodness is that idea of moral excellence, especially when you're dealing with others. Do the right thing because it's right. God has done that in our hearts and lives. If it hurts me, I'm going to do the right thing. Moral excellence. Unbelievers should not be standing around and when people start talking about other folks' body parts, you join in with that kind of language. Goodness goodness should, should, should uh, characterize your life. People start talking about the bedroom, things like that. He's going to address that in a few verses. You stop talking about that. I'm not going to participate. Why? Because God is working goodness. This is part of being a children of the light and belonging to him. This is moral excellence. Don't forget, he's addressing all of this at believers. Do not do this. He says righteousness. Righteousness primarily has to do with the vertical. That's just our relationship to God. I'm not trying to work it out on my own. I have been changed. I have been blood bought by the precious blood of the lamb. I have had, I've had my stand, my station changed. I've had my my life changed. My relationship changed. Everything is different, and I now have the righteousness of Christ, and that in turn leads to righteous behavior. Not perfection, but consistency, not not excuse me, not static, but change. I am growing in Christ. And God is working in me. Aren't you glad that God is working in us? Anybody you give up on? Anybody here you just about gave up on somebody? Just annoyed, dude, man. What are they going to do? And they don't listen. Besides me, aren't you glad God doesn't do that with us? He continues to work with us and work in us and change us and help us and convict us. I told one of the men's groups, "I I got so tempted the other day." Anybody here ever get tempted? Temptation is that little bit of speed bump on the way to sin. Yeah. Anybody. I was so tempted, and it was one of those perfect storms. I was tempted. you going, well, what about? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just think good of me. Uh, I was really tempted, and it was one of those things, I'd worked it all out in my head. I'd rationalized it. I'd figured out how to cover it up, and it was like nine layers. And when I'm there, and I'm tired, and I'm stuck, unless there's a camera where I'm at, nobody's going to know. And I am overwhelmed how strong this temptation is. And I'm, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the valley of decision. And I'm sitting there, and again, I've already rationalized it. And there, and it was like a knife. And the Spirit of God going, you do that, you're going to pay for that for months. If nobody finds out, you're going to know it's going to eat you alive. And I did what you're supposed to do with temptation. I fleed. I fled. I fleed. I fled. Got done. Things were different. It was okay. But, I mean, I was so tempted. I was so tempted. And then I'm ashamed. I didn't do anything. I just tempted. I was ashamed. And I'm talking to the Lord. By the way, I'm a little ahead in my study. And I'm, I'm getting there. I'm going, God, thank you. That when even I'm ready to give up on me, you're not giving up on me. Because of my standing you're working in my life How many of you are glad that god's still working in your life if you're following him he says and then truthfulness Honesty since integrity Your word is your word And by the way to be truthful. You got to know the truth You Got to hide the truth in your heart and you need to do this and we're gonna We're gonna explore that a little more because he's gonna talk about that Goodness then is my relationship with others righteousness my relationship to god In truth, there is my own personal integrity. My heart does not condemn me because I am doing the right thing according to the Scriptures here. According to the Scriptures, finally, assurance and approval naturally follow when the fruit of the Spirit is present. Go to verse 9. Go to verse 9. Maybe I'll go to verse 9. Verse 9, let me wrap up. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, truth, verse 10, proving what is acceptable To the Lord. Some of you in your your margins, your center columns, your notes at the bottom, proving or verifying or validating, it's all the same word. Let's start with the second one approval. God says, Man, I like that. You're acting like you belong to me. You're acting like you belong to me. Your life is characterized by these things. This is what my spirit is bringing forth in your life. You used to be like this, but now you're like this. Things are changed and are changing now. And I want you to know man, I'm proud of you and I love you. Proving what is acceptable. The will of the Lord. This is God's plan for your life. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to pray about it if you're going to do the right thing. You don't have to pray about it if you're going to say the right thing. You don't have to pray about if you're supposed to live differently because you've been changed. This is all the will of God. This is verification or validation that God is at work in your heart and in your life. And then there's assurance. There's assurance. You ever been like me? You ever been like me? <clears throat> you do something really bad, or do something really upsetting, and you're like, well, I don't know if I'm a Christ follower or not. Anybody ever, maybe when you were younger, maybe now I shouldn't have done that If I really belonged to Jesus, I shouldn't have done that If I really belonged to Jesus, I shouldn't have gone on that bender If I really belonged to Jesus, I wouldn't have looked at lust in my heart To somebody who I'm not married to If I'd have really, I wouldn't have dropped all those F-bombs and S-bombs If I I really And you you worry about that here Well, here's three things that will help you with assurance I used to say it when I was preaching through 1 John I still believe it's true There is nothing like unrepentant of sin in your heart and your life To make you question your salvation Nothing like unconfessed sin to make you question your salvation. Get it right with God. And assurance comes. As, man, I'm living under the grace spout of His goodness to me. And when I sin, I ask Him to forgive me. And I get back up and God use me because I want these things to be true in my life. I want to live as a child of the light. I to live as a child of the light. See, every follower's got a past You've been saved out of and forgiven for That's where we started, wasn't it? You used to be Used to be I'm so glad If you know jesus and he saved you you got a used to be in your life And your used to be maybe pages and pages. It may be a it may be a it may be a little paragraph I'm, so glad the young people getting right with god at their age man Because why because then they don't have to have all this jazz that they've been saved from that you've been saved out of it. And then every follower of Christ has a present. They've been saved to live in. They have a present they've been saved to live in. Donald Barnhouse, his, uh, his commentary, he, he says, he said it like this. He said, when Jesus was in the world, he was like the shining sun. When the sun sets, the moon comes up. The moon's a picture of believers, the church. The church shines not with its own light. It shines with a reflected light. At times, it's been a full moon dazzling the world in almost daytime light. Times of great enlightenment and revival. And other times, it's just been a thumbnail. Very little light shining on the earth. Whether the church is full or a thumbnail, whether waxing or waning, it's to reflect the light of Christ. Because remember, our light does not originate with us. We are to be lights. Because he is the light and he is transforming us. We're going to see how that works out, works out. But I encourage you, if it's been a minute, since you thank God for what he's brought you out of, today would be a great day. And if you've never, ever seen God change your life, today's your day as well. And then finally, remember, you've not been saved to hide it. you are not been saved to take your flashlight and go stick it in a corner. You've been saved to shine for King Jesus because he has changed Your life. And I think it's easier as it's ever been the last ever how many years to take a stand and to shine for King Jesus right now. Would you pray with me? Our heads are bowed. (coughs) Excuse me. Thank you for listening. I know my voice has not been uh, as melodious or euphonic as normally, and thank you for that, putting up with that. I wonder this morning.